Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, September 9th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got a peek behind the curtain at the January 6th committee spending. Number two, will the Senate punt on a big tech bill again? And number three, the latest on the political ad front. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have a deep dive into the January 6th committee. Remember them. We have not uh, heard from them in, in a bit from the August recess, but uh, we have some news this morning that they are, they're coming back and uh, it appears that they'll be coming back pretty strong. Yeah, so first some news here. We do expect now a hearing this month, um, uh, meaning we do expect a January 6th hearing this month. We have been told by a couple sources that the date will be Jan- uh, September 28th, not January, September 28th. Um, that's not uh, official. These things change all the damn time. <laughs> I remember, you know, it's like these are state secrets. Um, uh, they're treated like state secrets. Now, the um, the January 6th committee is having a retreat on Tuesday to kind of plot the path forward. This is news. I mean, but I, it's important. Let me also just say today is 60 days out from the midterm elections. So just to give some context about where we are in the political season, uh, we're 60 days out. Uh, that's roughly two months. Um, so uh, I guess it will probably take a little bit more import in that context. Um, now, one thing that we really have been trying to do all week, but have, have we've been hampered by the back and forth between um, uh, Rick Scott and Mitch McConnell and Senate Republicans is, but we wanted to take a look at just the sprawl of the January 6th committee. The January 6th, and so disbursement records uh, have come out, and Anna, you and I and Brez have spent a lot of time in our career looking at disbursement records, how how Congress spends its money on a day-to-day basis, on a month-to-month basis. So the select committee, the January 6th select committee, employs 57 people uh, at a cost of $1.6 million a quarter. That is uh, on par with like a committee like the standing committee, like the Judiciary Committee. Uh, And also, this is interesting. uh, This is kind of what we wanted to get to. Um, uh, the, The panel has a lot of consultants um, has spent $600,000 a quarter on consultants. Now, our point is not to, um, we're not trying to pass judgment on this, but rather to show just the 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 absolute kind of um, sprawl of this panel and just how, how many people they've had to put on on the government's payroll to conduct this investigation. $55,000 on closed captioning and transcription services. Um a data analyst at the University of Virginia has been paid $37,000 last quarter to map out telephone call data. Uh, the committee has paid a uh, a contractor, Polar Solutions, more than $267,000 for a variety of consultants, including private investigators, and a consultant, Percy Howard, a former U.S. Secret Service agent, has been paid more than $27,000 last quarter to help consult on the agency's operations. Um, 
just a, a, a lot of um, we put together an internal spreadsheet so we could kind of track it on our own. And just a very big, um, a very big operation that that highlights how big and and um, intricate this investigation is, Anna. Yeah, I think the last point's the probably in, in my mind the most important. I think you're gonna obviously um, there's there's already been a lot of criticism by Republicans about the amount of money that the January sixth committee is spending. Um, I think what this really highlights to me is yes, it's it's a big amount of money, um, but it's it's obviously you know will go down in history potentially as as the largest uh, congressional uh, investigation uh, in terms of scope, in terms of import, um, you know, kind of in the modern day. I do think intricate is is the right word though because you're dealing with a lot of things that a typical staffer doesn't have expertise in. This isn't just trying to t- figure out who's going to testify and and what the questions the yeah, member right. of Congress is trying to ask. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a really good answer. point. Yeah, it's a really good point. I mean, no, no, members uh, on Capitol Hill, you have a lot of expertise, lawyers, um, uh, committee investigators, but you don't have people who could piece together like an insurrection at the Capitol. Um, it just, they don't have that expertise. Um, and, and there are people in the world, in the country who do have that expertise. And this is, was one of the most, histor- one of the most, um, important and, um, kind of dangerous days in our country's history. And they're taking it quite seriously, I think. And I think that's an important, that's an important thing to, to keep in mind. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Um, we have been talking about this uh, quite a bit uh, behind the scenes, which is Wither, the big tech bill. Obviously, this is one of the biggest issues facing a lot of uh, industry uh, in terms of will uh, the Senate actually take up this bill uh, that has brought together Senators Amy Klobuchar, the Democrat from Minnesota, and Chuck Grassley, the Republican from Iowa. It's an antitrust bill targeting big tech. Um, you know, we've been talking about, is this going to come up in the spring? Is this going to come up in the summer? Is it going to be in the fall? And uh, right now, it seems very unlikely uh, that it is going to come up, certainly before uh, the midterm election. But there's been a lot of kind of back and forth and certainly a huge amount of money spent by industry lobbying against this bill. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, so this is the um, the Klobuchar-Grassley bill. It has, it has gotten a lot of attention um, uh, downtown and on Capitol Hill. This is the um, uh, American Innovation and Choice Online Act. Basically, it says that these big tech companies cannot use their dominance in the market to push their own products. Um, and uh, that is a – that would theoretically – um, impact some of the the dominance by some of these technology companies in the marketplace. There's no question about that. Uh, and the Silicon Valley and other and Amazon and other kind of entities have suggested that it would um, hamper some of these features. The the App Store by Apple, the the America the Amazon Prime service. It would hamper some of those um, some of those services. Now. The 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 supporters of this bill push back on that. They say that uh, this is absolutely necessary to um, to kind of 
crack down on companies that have just become absolutely dominant and uh, uh, monopolistic in their estimation in the marketplace. Now, we caught up with Amy Klobuchar yesterday, uh, Heather Cagle did, and she was quite perturbed after a separate bill of hers kind of got got um, got messed up. A separate antitrust bill got messed up in the judiciary in the yeah the judiciary committee, and she said at some point the Senate's going to have to decide that they want to do something about big tech, both sides, and stop just talking about it. This is going to be music to the uh, legions of lobbyists on on K Street, uh, on K Street. That was weird intonation there on K Street. Um, uh, who have been uh, working to kill this bill or at least mess it up for the last couple months. So, um, uh, listen, there. I think that the next couple weeks are going to be dominated by the same-sex marriage bill, which will could take a week in the Senate uh, by circuit court judges, which take 30 hours to get through, and um, the government shutdown, the government funding bill. And then I don't think that it, I don't think that either chamber comes back in October. Now that could obviously change, but October is the big campaign month for House and Senate races. This is, you know, the lead up to the midterm election, to the ever important midterm election. But Anna, uh, let's talk about, I mean, we, you and I were um, talking to somebody who is involved on the big tech side on this, who a couple months ago told us that they thought um, this bill would make it to the floor and would fail to get cloture. Now I don't even think it's going to make it to the floor. Probably a big victory for big tech, right? I think so. I mean, listen, I think the the big calculation here is even if it got to the floor, even if it somehow they they figure out how to find the votes for it, this isn't going anywhere in the House, right? I mean, I think the biggest question is going to be for, for big tech and how they go forward. Obviously, I, I think the, the tea leaves look, you know, like this isn't going to happen before the election. I think it is very uh, questionable whether it would would get floor time in the lame duck. And if it depends on what happens with the different, uh, you know, what happens in the election, right? A Republican majority is going to have very different priorities when it comes to tech. It's not that I would say this as much as this bill has been the focus of industry and also lawmakers on, you know, what's going to happen with the future of regulation on big tech. It's not as if that target moves per se. I think it maybe depends on the the form or how, how possible regulation or oversight hearings happen. I mean, this is just going to continue, right? The thing is, you have these kind of different subsets that are arguing for or against this legislation, but you have a lot of Democrats for different reasons than Republicans who are looking at taking on big tech. Yeah, I would say if you're looking at the ma- you're right. If you're looking at the macro situation, which I think all these tech companies are, is that they're in now a constant battle, a more constant battle than they've ever been before. Right? I mean, they are the winds are not blowing in their direction. I think is what you're saying. Correct. Correct. I think that's that's whether this goes down or not, and whether this gets a vote or not. This is a battle they're going to have to be fighting for a um, uh, for a long time. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Uh, we've got to look around the campaign ad landscape. Uh, some interesting new ads out there. Um, in particular, I thought uh, interesting. Republican Jeremy Schaefer says he's a, quote, problem solver, not a career politician in his bid to flip a competitive Western Pennsylvania house seat red. Schaefer's playing up his background as an engineer and entrepreneur in the spot while pledging to lower costs and cut taxes. But one thing he didn't mention is the fact that he's a Republican. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> this is, of course, that open seat vacated uh, when Representative Connor Lamb mounted his unsuccessful Senate bid. Uh, just interesting, I think, to note in, again, that larger kind of context where the Republican brand is not necessarily playing well in some of these really uh, kind of tight districts. Yeah, that's the... Um uh, that is the big uh, it's interesting. Pennsylvania is now, as we've noted a couple times, the center of the political universe uh, in many ways. The the House, not, not less so the House, but the Senate will come down to it. But also there are these kind of competitive seats. And remember, we as re- we reported, the days are melding together, as they always do. But as we reported this week, the um, uh, on the Kevin McCarthy and House Republicans are going to unveil in 10 days from now, September 19th, I believe, their new um, uh, agenda project in Pennsylvania because just how many seats that are up for up for grabs. And uh, uh, as one House Republican uh, source told me, this is where this is Joe Biden's home state. I guess it is. I mean, he was born there, but he was, you know, this is he's from Delaware, I guess. But this is what this is what House Republicans think that he's from Pennsylvania. So let them roll with that. Um, And uh, so, yeah, it's the center of the political universe. And you're seeing a lot of interesting political dynamics play out. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a great weekend. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.